0: everybody, it is Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning, June 29th. I feel like today is going to be a good day. We had some rain last night. It was like the hottest day on the planet yesterday. I think it was like 100 degrees here and that is so, so weird for this area in June. Like, completely abnormal. You get that stuff in August maybe, but definitely not in June. I always joke around, I'm like, it's because hell is getting a little closer to the surface of the earth. (laughs) Um, no. I mean, for real though, it's really hot. But, today, gonna be a good day. Getting in the word this morning. Got my coffee. Got my little candle going. Got some water. I'm not super, super tired this morning, so that's good. But, um, getting into this routine is difficult. It is super difficult. I I absolutely love it. And I know that once I get in the habit of it, it is much better. But right now, holy moly, it is hard. Getting up earlier than the alarm, I almost didn't do it. I was looking at the clock and I'm like, oh, I could sleep a few more minutes. I could sleep a few more minutes. And it was almost like God set an alarm in my thing and made it go off a hundred more times I don't even know. It just felt like it was going off constantly. So I was like, nope, I gotta get up started getting ready and just sitting down and it's like, no, I'm so glad I did this because it's just going to make the day so much better. Um, life giving water is what today is about. And that's just so funny. Um, I feel like, I don't know, I'm just going to dive right into this because it's, it speaks for itself. Um, the reading today is second Kings 15 verse one through chapter 16 verse 20. Acts 19, verse 13 through 41, Psalm 147, verse 1 through 20, and Proverbs 18, verse 4 through 5. And that verse is the verse for today. Proverbs 18, verse 4 through 5. A person's words can be life-giving water. Words of true wisdom are refreshing as a bubbling brook. And Again, I've said this in my last podcast, but I'm going to be going through Debbie Bryson's um, Wisdom for Women devotional. And I'm just going to do that until the Lord tells me to do otherwise. Um, and I'm doing that alongside the One Year Bible. So those were those verses and those were those um, readings um, from the One Year today. So I'm going to dive right into the summary that she has for today. And then maybe go into a little bit of what I read in Acts but um yeah just take that time and go over the one you're reading on your own but this is what the summary is for today from Debbie Bryson she says as I read this it stirs my heart with a deep desire to have such a refreshing stream flow from my life how about you what is the source how do we come filled with refreshing words according to John 7 verse 37 through 39 jesus said if anyone is thirsty let him come to me and drink whoever believes in me streams of living water will flow from within him by this he meant the spirit that's the secret let's look at these three steps to take come to jesus spend time with him privately unhurriedly allowing his spirit to fill and refresh you Many Christians settle for only an occasional sip of Jesus. Developing a personal quiet time with the Lord will be the most wonderful life-changing thing you will ever do. If you don't have this, I'd love to help you. This is Debbie speaking. Go to her website, BibleBusStop.com. She's posted a message that will walk you through some practical steps. Step number two, feed your faith as you spend time with the lord your confidence builds learn his promises the holy spirit of them will prompt you to trust his promises if there's a commandment to do it where there's instruction obey it put feet to your faith thirdly and lastly there is a flow this is what jesus promised would happen when you have come to him listen to his word are walking in the spirit and truth you are filled then you will be God's vessel ready to pour out that's when you'll see his wisdom love and refreshing words flow life-giving refreshment through you to others let's look at this promise in John 7 verse 37 through 39 again Jesus said if anyone is thirsty let him come to me and drink whoever believes in me streams of living water will flow from within him by this he meant the spirit are you thirsty truly wanting to live differently fully and richly god is ready for you i feel like that is something like right there are you ready to live differently i'm looking at so much of the world around me and i mean even myself i catch myself doing it all the time i'm watching all these girls on social media and they all scream i want to be different i want to be so different from everybody else I'm look at me i'm so unique but what they're doing is they're like they're pressing themselves into this mold that the world has for them there's i mean there's this certain genres of the beauty industry, and just trends going on, and we all just look like one another. And I mean, very few people are standing out for the right reasons. I mean, you have people who stand out because they're super pretty, you got people that stand out because they're super creative or super talented, but it's just, we are not standing out for the right reasons. And that's something I have to constantly ask myself, what am I standing out in? Am I standing out in, like, people are noticing my flesh? Are people noticing, uh, like, I play music? Um, I do things I'm not saying I'm great at playing music or anything. I'm just saying, like, is that what I'm known for? Or am I known for my relationship with the Lord? Am I standing out differently because of that? It, are, you know, you know when you run into a Christian. Like, I, I have people... I'm a hairdresser. I have people sit in my chair all the time. And just the way people talk, you instantly know, like, is there conflict in the spirit or are they a fellow brother or sister? Like you instantly know. And I don't know. It's just like so refreshing because then you can be like, Hey, like, do you go to church? Like whatever. And then the conversation just explodes, you know, like, yes, I go to this church, go to that church. And they're able to talk to you. And then just like, it's evident in their life. And I don't know, you just have to ask yourself, is my faith and my relationship with the Lord evident? Do people see that? Is that the first thing that people see? And um I know that there have been times in my life where it's definitely no. Um I I really want that to be something where people can look into my life and know, she's a child of God. And I mean, the world hates you for it. And that's the thing that, that stinks because you, you work with people who aren't believers. You, I mean, you, you just go about life and you run into people that absolutely despise you for that. I mean, I feel like this year, I don't know what it is, but about COVID and all of that stuff that happened politically this year, it, it gave people comfortability to just walk all over one another with what their beliefs are politically or on this whole COVID situation. And I mean, I personally am dealing with this on the daily where people are like, Oh my gosh, what are your, what are your opinions on this? And what are your opinions on that? And, and if you even come close to saying anything biblically aligned or anything, the world will just try and eat you right up. And I think we as believers we need to have a defense for that. I mean not is not that we need to be defending the lord, but um we need to know why we believe what we believe and we can't just have the words on our tongue like oh yeah, I'm a Christian. Oh yeah, I go to church. Oh yeah, this this is my life. We have to know why. We stand for what we stand for and that's something that god has really been laying on my heart this year because i've grown up in the church this has been my whole life i am married to, i'm married to a believer i grew up in a home where my dad's the pastor and this was just always expected of me i mean we, we went to church every sunday we went to midweek service uh, we went to youth group this was my life but it came a time where I'm not living under my dad's roof anymore and it's the routine is hard you have to create that own routine yourself there's no one there to remind you there's no one there to be like hey have you been in the word you, you got a you got a crummy attitude today what well, what's going on it's all up to yourself and your own accountability but I just think I can't I always forget where I'm going with things but anyway needing to know why you believe what you believe um, and I just started diving into Christianity and what it is, because I I deal with people who are all different walks of life. You got Hindus, you got um, Muslims, and pe- atheists. You got um, all different forms of Christianity, and you've got um, Catholicism and all this stuff, and everybody kind of just uses that Christian umbrella, like, oh, I'm a Christian. I grew up in a Christian home. I'm a Christian. While they're simultaneously just pouring filth out of their mouth. But, um, I don't know. I, I was, I have had several conversations with Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses and they are so convinced that that is the way. And I, the Lord was just laying on my heart in a discussion with a woman. Why have you chosen Christianity? Why have you chosen this way of life? What is it that has brought you to actually stay with this? And, um, I don't know, I, I, the Lord has revealed himself to me over and over again. I can't say like, oh, it was this day, this time, but just being faithful, to chasten me, I know that that verse is something that is just constantly in my life that the Lord chastens those that he loves, and there have definitely been times in my life where he's had to chasten me more than others, but he's never left me or forsaken me and I can know that in the hardest times when I I feel like I'm just, I have nowhere to go and there's no comfort and I'm overwhelmed and I'm stressed out, as soon as I open the Word of God, I mean, literally, if it's just one or two verses, the Lord's just comforting me and showing me like, this is where you get your comfort. This is the truth. And I mean, even the times I've questioned a little bit here and there, the Lord's always quick to be like, Rebecca, you know the truth. And I go through and I'm just reading and the the overwhelming living water that just washes over me and gives me comfort. And I don't know, I feel like this verse today proverbs 18 verse 4 a person's words can be life-giving water words of true wisdom are refreshing as a bubbling brook that's just what it is when you read those words and it's just life-giving water people try and find their comfort in so many other things right now Uh, big huge thing of meditation and self-help and focusing on yourself that is a big thing right now oh my gosh like I have so many people who just like, you just need to focus on you. You need to take more time for you. You need to relax and be alone with you. And I like the only thing that ever comes out of that is just terrible. It's just complete isolation. It's what the enemy wants to feed to the world. Be alone, be isolated, just feed your flesh and be comfortable with you. And no, that is not at all what we are called to do. We need to be, surround ourselves with other Christians, be around more people. Uh, I've said this in my last podcast is talking about the fact that this year has been about utter isolation and getting people alone, getting people depressed. Holy cow, the numbers this last year of depression and anxiety and suicide have just skyrocketed. People are isolated and that is right where the enemy want you. We need to get out of that. Get uncomfortable. That's the thing. I am all about comfortability. I'm like, no, I am comfortable right here, sitting in my bed, watching Netflix, drinking my coffee, not going anywhere, get home after a long day of work. I don't want to go to midweek service. I don't want to go to Bible study. I want to stay right here and be comfortable in my flesh that is not right we need to take the time be around other fellow believers to edify us it's really what it's all about we cannot stay isolated i think that i don't know isolation is the worst thing that we can we can do with ourselves even if we're just around our family members just getting out of our rooms getting outside Enjoying nature this time of year, oh my gosh, just getting out, walking through the woods, if you're near the woods, uh, and enjoying God's creation and being life to those around us. It's so easy to have the gift of discouragement going out into the world and just Having discussions with people and just agreeing with them. Oh, I know it's so awful right now. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen politically. I don't know what's going to come out of this year. Just be the words of positivity and encouragement in that. You can always point at something positive. For every negative thing, you can always point at something positive. And people are always like, oh my gosh, what are this world coming to? I mean, yeah, it's a little negative, but yeah, it's coming to an end. But in that, looking at everybody as souls and and really taking more time and being like, yes, this time is scary. This time is crazy, but there is hope in all of it. Jesus has got this. We have, we've really got nothing to worry about. And that's something that the Lord has worked on so much in my life right now is I get so overwhelmed and I don't know what to think. And God has really just continually been saying to me this year, yeah, but I got it. Yes, but I've got this. I always get so worked up about finances and just what's going to happen with bills and what's going to happen when the winter comes around and things are harder and we don't have as much work. And I just, I start working myself up months in advance. And the Lord's like, yes, but haven't I always taken care of you? You've never gone without. And the times that I've had the worst suffering in my life, and the the scariest things happen is when I wasn't turning to the Lord, when I wasn't going to Him and being like, God, just take this from me. Take this worry. And He's just been reminding me, stop worrying about it. God's got this. Last night, our power went out. It was the hottest day in the summer so far. It was almost 100 degrees here. We're not acclimated for that here. We're so overheated and stressed out, and we had a long weekend. We were at my parents' and we just got home. We're like, we need to rest tonight. Get ready for work tomorrow. And we get all settled in. We get the ACs going. We get showers going and dinner going and everything shut off. And it was like, oh my gosh, like what the heck? We are not ready for this. And we don't have time for this. And it was just like, all about me. Like, I don't have time for this. And the Lord just was like, basically did you die like but did you die and and don't i have this don't isn't tomorrow going to be okay even if you don't have power even if you go through this whole night even if your hair's dirty tomorrow don't i have this and i just was like completely i'm just sitting in the dark eating a sandwich Looking at my husband, he's looking at Versant Power, trying to figure everything out, like, oh my gosh, when are we gonna get power back? And I'm just like laughing inwardly, like, oh my gosh, we have come so accustomed to our comfortability and the things that we have. It's just like we don't even know how to function without it. And the God's just sitting there, like, Rebecca, is this really what you're worried about? Like, the power's off for a couple of hours, you're fine. And I was just like, no. No, he's got this. We've got nothing to worry about, and I was able to say to my husband, you know, let's just not worry about it. Let's go get in the car, <clears throat> let's turn on some music, put the windows down, go for a drive, and we did. And it, it was so much better than us just like sitting around until bedtime and just staring at our phones and going to sleep. It, it was, it was a good night. We went out. We had, we ate our sandwiches. We got in the car. We drove came back home and the lights were all on. And it was great. Just once again, the Lord showing me, you got nothing to worry about. Like, is it going to affect you a year from now? Is what is that is so big in your life right now. So stressful, so big. Is it going to be, is it going to matter in an hour? Is it going to matter tomorrow? Is it going to matter in a month? Is it going to matter in a year? That's how I have to train my brain is what I'm going through going to affect me in the long run? And if the answer is no, stop worrying so much about it. I, I know finances can be hard, illness can be hard, and that's something that's so hard to look around. Like, I have family members who have been sick this year, family members that have been going through some of the most stressful times, and it's hard to look at those situations like that because you don't really know. But you have to put that trust in the Lord. Is this gonna matter to me? in a year from now and does the Lord have this is this really something that is a make it or break it thing like the Lord has you in his hands and he's not going to complete he's not going to give up on you and you will always be taken care of even if things are hard even if things are not great right now you are taken care of you are a child of God you are loved uh, And I just feel like that is what needs to give us this life-giving water in our lives. That joy. It's something that I just keep writing on my hand and writing down this week. is just the word joy. Have joy. It's so different from everybody around us with this negative outlook on life. Have joy. Be joyful. Be life-giving water to people around you, to the people that you're working with, the people that you live with. Be life-giving water. Be the words of encouragement. Debbie wrote out a prayer at the end of this day, and I'm just going to read this and then reiterate the verses to read today. So again, 2 Kings chapter 15, verse 1 through 16, chapter 16. I can't talk chapter 16, verse 20, Acts 19, verse 13 through 41, Psalm 147, verse 1 through 20, and then today's verse, Proverbs 18, verse 4 through 5. Lord, I realize I have often come to you for merely material things and physical help. Forgive me. I come to you now eager and thirsty, Please fill and overflow me with your refreshing and living water today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. I hope you have a wonderful day. hope these words just kind of linger in your mind today, that you can meditate on them and just be that overflowing, life-giving water in other people around you today. God bless you guys.